1: Going on, Running Grinders. Dean here at Dean seven nine zero four. If you want to get all technical on me, it is, dude. It is ten thirty four in the morning on the East Coast, seven thirty four in the West Coast. Good morning, West Coast. Hope you got yourself some coffee. Nine thirty four Tennessee time. Of course, of course. would just have the flagship show here at Running Grinders. It's called, it's called Brothers Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy and Draft. And joining me today, a wide awake Pepsi Seven. Pepsi, what's going on? How's a uh, How's Canada these days?
2: And it's still cold, unfortunately. Uh, just like the East Coast of the States, we get similar weather. So it's still a little too cold for my take. But it starts to warm up soon, which is really nice. I'm looking forward to the better weather. And uh, what's with the 10.30 a.m. Eastern? So this is too early, man.
1: Oh, I, this is the Show, man. I know it's the flagship show, but this is the Cranky Show. And Stevie, <laughs> you're probably on, like, an entirely different schedule because you do, the, you do the morning grind. I think you do that at night. I assume you still do that at night. And uh, I know you have a child. I believe you have a wife now. Congratulations. <laughs>
3: Like well, yeah. how does how
1: does your schedule work?
3: I went to bed at like four. Um oh. woke up at like nine thirty. So yeah, my, my schedule's a little different than you guys, I think. Uh but yeah, ready to ready to get it going here. You sound wide awake.
1: Uh you are you on some enhancers
3: or something like that? <laughs> you think you think uh, energy or there you you go, the monster, the monster, there you go. Um are. yeah, there's this little energy drink that um helps. But yeah, I I feel awake. Like I, my body's used to like four to six hours of sleep every night, so it doesn't really bother me that much.
1: Pepsi was uh, dropping the sevens on me before the show. You're saying I was tilting and I'm not sure. Hopefully you guys can't hear it, but like it's like a live version of SimCity outside my door. There's some bangings. And I'm going to do my best to mute myself. I was so
3: curious what that was. I didn't ask.
1: Yeah, I apologize for that. And uh, just started banging and hammering and uh, it's good times outside my door. And again, when I'm not talking, I'm going to do my best to mute. Uh, yeah, I got to mute myself later on in the show. We're going to do a screen share. We're going to show some premium stuff. Take you guys behind the scenes. Uh, of course, we're going to give uh, our stacks. We're going to give our dones, uh Home run predictions. That would be if you guys are not aware how that works in baseball. Uh, yeah, we're going to break it down as far. We're going to focus on the main slate or the main early slate. The five gamer uh, kind of take a screenshot Pepsi of this five gig slate, and it's about uh, it's about pitching. Right, a lot of good arms.
2: Absolutely. Got to love the arms today here. I think that uh, I think the edge goes with Corey Kluber, especially if you're looking for cash games. That matchup versus the Twins is just too good, and Kluber's the kind of guy that can go pretty deep into this game without throwing a lot of pitches here and generate a lot of strikeouts. I believe over 24% of that White Sox lineup strikes out, so it's it's a good strikeout rate. Kluber's in a real good spot here. I, I think there's a couple of great pivots, too, if you're looking GPP-wise. Uh, Herman Marquez is in a pretty good spot versus Charlie Morton. like both of those guys as well.
1: Oh, Pepsi. You know, the man's just going to – he's going to sign a $100 million contract. He was one of the best pitchers in all of baseball last year for the second half. Can we pronounce his name correctly just one time? Herman Marquez? That's wrong? Stevie knows it, I think. Maybe. Maybe I'm, I'm setting them up here. I thought it was Marquez too. armon It's Armon Marquez. armon I've never heard
2: anybody pronounce Armon. I think you're just making things up at this point.
1: Why would I make this up? It's Armon Marquez. Uh, Yeah, he, and, he, you know, we'll talk about him soon enough. He was absolutely – he was, uh, you know, excellent in his first start. Of course, it was against the Marlins, so whatever. But, uh, you know, nice ballpark again in Tampa. You know, he is in, in the AL, so he's got to face in DH, but he is also protected by a fine bar, bar, ballpark as well. But, Stevie, uh, we're taking an oversight. We're taking a screenshot as far as the slate. Uh, Pepsi's talking about the Kluber. Is Kluber your favorite pitcher if money's not a thing?
3: Um, I don't think so. I, I like Kluber oh. a lot, um, but I like Marquez. You know, you get the matchup against Tampa – He's in Tampa, which is one of the best pitchers, ballparks, in baseball. So um, Marquez is my number one right now. But I don't think you can really, like, make an argument for anybody of the top three being better than the other one. Nola, Kluber, and Marquez are just all, like, really top arms here. Yeah,
1: worth noting, by the way, uh, all the lineups are out with the exception of the later game that starts at 1 o'clock. Oh, no, they're all out. We got all of them. Nice done. Yeah. yeah, you got to love it. You know, Stevie, grinding basketball. <laughs> and over to, I mean, thank you so much, baseball, as far and if people were concerned about, like, I guess baseball, they they have this new thing as far as they're going to shoot the lineups to the commissioners first or whatever. Uh, we're good to go. We got all the lineups out there. Every once in a while, you get a late scratch, things like that happen. I believe E5, and when I crashed, you know, he was scratched late, late last night. Doesn't happen too often. Uh, it is worth noting there are some injuries early. Yandy Diaz, uh, you'll notice, is not in the tip lineup. He got hurt. And then, of course, you spoke about Nola there, Stevie. Uh, lineup a little bit easier today with no Trey Turner. He'll be out for, uh, he's got a finger. He's gonna be up like a month or so, give or take. And uh, we saw Wilmer Defoe crack that lineup. Um a little inside joke for a free show conference. Oh,
3: <laughs> Still a bad joke. Still a bad joke. And it was don't...
1: just for the two of you though. Like it was just I figured you guys would appreciate that. I guess not. Uh well all right, Pepsi, so much. I guess Pepsi, don't appreciate that, No.
2: Just shaking you your head. That. Certainly, you can certainly do better than that, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> not a lot better. I mean, we know you well. Not a
2: lot better, but a <laughs> better.
1: how does that affect things? You know, uh, Trey Turner, you know, legit hitter. Obviously, he gets on base. He's a big pest. Uh, you know, replaced by Depot. How much does that boost up Nola when you compare him to the Klubat? When you compare him to Airborne Marquez?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a bump for him. I just don't love his matchup. Washington's still a tough lineup. They don't strike out a ton. they got a lot of contact, that lineup. They're pretty deep. I mean, not all these batters are threatening, but they're guys that you don't really want to face. They're pesky a little bit, too. And, again, not a lot of up outside here. So uh, Nolan's not a guy that's really on my radar. I'm not playing a lot of lineups here today. So, like I said, Kluber, I believe, is the safest play in cash. Uh, for Marquez is my guy in GPPs. I even like Morton as well if we consider price point. And Noah's a little more expensive than some of these guys as well. So, for me, Noah misses a cut. I think he's fine. I just think we're getting safe for a better upside with other guys that are cheaper today.
1: Uh, by the way, just a heads up, if you guys are watching us uh, on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Devin, our fabulous producer, D-Train, as the kids call him, you know him well enough. Uh, he is c- compiling all the questions you guys asked there. And we're going to, you know, later on in the show, we're going to do our best to knock out every single question that has been asked. Uh, feel free to join rotor grinders as well. Jump on over here to RotorGrinders.com. Uh, join Join our chat. And I just noted, noticed in our chat uh, an absolutely ex- uh, inexplicable take here, Stevie Kluber, according to boss bro, uh, Kluber is washed up. That's absurd, <laughs> right?
3: His velocity was actually up in his first start. Um, it was up from his season average last year. So I think he's far from washed up.
1: Yeah, that, that, that seems to be a pretty egregious take. Pepsi, you, you were talking about, you know, pivots as far as tournament pivots. Is, you know, again, there's, there's 10 pitchers taking the bump today. Aramon Marquez is an awesome pitcher. Kluvot's an awesome pitcher. Noah's a really good pitcher. I don't know how cute you want to get, but, like, when you speak of tournaments, like, Luis Castillo is a guy that can be completely volatile when he's on. Uh, you know, he's got a big upside. Freddy Peralti even more so as far as his variance. Uh, he can strike out seven or eight. He can walk five or six. Uh, are we ambitious enough to consider these guys in tournaments?
2: I mean, I don't think it's necessary today, really. There's not a lot of bats I want to pay up for, so I don't have to go that route. I can understand it more so on DK when you're getting two pitchers involved in there. Uh, Perhaps Castillo's interesting after that big first start, but for another $700, I feel a lot better starting Charlie Morton. So for me, Castillo Peralta missed the cut for me today. Um, I don't hate it as an SB2. Again, if if you're playing multiple lineups today, 10 plus, Sure. But I think you're playing three, four, five lineups. Uh, I don't think I'm going to any more than five today at the most here. So, uh, yeah, for me, they just cut, kind of a little too risky for me today when we got three, maybe even four if you count Nola, really good aces here in good spots. Uh, I just think there's uh, too much of a risk there.
1: Yeah, and bad ballpark too, obviously. Uh, another guy that's stopped playing today for what it's worth, Lorenzo Kane did not crack the lineup. So Ben Gamble is leading off for Milwaukee. So there's a cheap option. Uh, worth noting there's a decent chance that at some point, depending on this game goes down, Kane does uh, enter the game and maybe Gamble is one of the more likely candidates to get out of there or it's a double swap of something of that sort. Just got to keep that in mind when making lineups. Stevie, uh, you're probably a little bit more ambitious when it comes to tournaments, when it comes to you know taking chances as far as pitchers. Uh, Luis Castillo, Freddy Peralta, are they on your list?
3: Not Peralta. I think Castillo's interesting on FanDuel. Uh, if you can like consider his price, but the problem now, like, now that the Twins lineup has come out, there's just so much value at hitters um, that yeah. I don't know if you're necessarily going to need them. But on DraftKings, I think is where you're going to be playing your your cheaper SP2 because they've done a really good job of pricing over there just throughout the season. So you're not going to be able to fit in a Marquez and Kluber or Nola. You're going to be fitting in one of those guys with either a Castillo and I like Carlos Radon. I think he's a guy that you can potentially look at Cleveland a lineup that is really good when they're healthy they're just not healthy right now it's you know, terrible you know? today team. It's, it's, it, it's really bad like uh, you know you're always worried about Jose Ramirez He's one of the best sitters in baseball you know hands down Carlos Santana doesn't strike out a lot but if you look at the bottom of that order Ramirez Allen Perez Moroff like there's 20 plus percent strikeout rates all in the bottom of that order and He's a guy that looked really good in his first start. So he's a guy that I'm kind of looking at over there, maybe on DraftKings. Don't mind playing him on FanDuel if you're stacking up, like, one of the top offenses where you're going to have to pay some money. But it's more of a DraftKings thing.
1: I'm going to show that, by the way. We're going to do a screen share soon enough as far as the premium. that We're going to show the play IQ off. And some of that is free and some of that's not so much as far as uh, what's premium, what's not. An easy way to kind of show, uh, you know, the batters that are in the particular lineup today and as far as what their K percentage is. Their WOBA happens to be, their ISO, uh, and collectively as a group. And, uh, yeah, I just kinda, I just pulled it up as far as Cleveland. Again, we'll show it in a second after we get to moving on another segment or two. Uh, outside of Jose Ramirez, who you know, look, he's, it's a small sample size, but he's been scuffling so far, of course. I don't want to say he was rushed to play, but uh, I, I assume he is healthy. But the rest of these dudes are pretty terrible. And like you said, it's backloaded with a bunch of guys that strike out plenty too. So, um, yeah, I guess Carlos Rodon is somebody that's worth considering uh by the way bro- boss bro has since said he was just joking in chat so i guess i caught him in a bit of a conversation thank you for clarifying uh cory kluber uh not washed up somebody is asking a serious question about rostering homer bailey um we're not roster i mean you know anything can happen it's baseball no matter how bad of a pitcher you happen to be you uh you know you still have the advantage versus the hitter uh but pepsi you know it, this is i guess you know look if you want to be different variants yada 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 you can roster homer bailey that's kind of a You know, there's some leverage to that because Minnesota is going to be pretty popular in this five-game slate because, yeah, Homer Bailey is clearly the worst pitcher. We're not rostering Homer Bailey, right?
2: You know, I think that if it was a situation where we had, uh, you know, Houston in play, Boston on home, uh, Coors Field action, maybe you could go to a Bailey and hope that he's just okay. But um, again, there's no reason to pay up for these big bats today. And as Steve alluded to, even, even the Twins' bats are also cheap and reds in there. And there's just, there's just no reason to do this today. And, and Homer Billy's not a good pitcher. Sure, the ballpark's fine. The Twins' offense is not really a scary offense, but uh, I do think the Twins get them a little bit here. So I just don't see the upside or the reason to go all the way down here today when, uh, when you've got so many other good arms. Just too much opportunity to cost for me.
1: Yeah, Steve, you were excited to see JK break the lineup, but I was excited to see Williams studio. Uh I know he's a catcher, and he's actually uh, on fantasy draft, he's an eight four. He's kind of expensive. And a DK, I think he's like four and change as well too. You don't really want to spend a lot of money on a catcher, but he's kind of a fun catcher. He, he doesn't he doesn't strike out and he doesn't walk. So he's he's probably gonna put the ball in place some here against Homer Bailey. Uh it, it sounded like you uh you approve of the Minnesota's lineup today.
3: Yeah, I like the Minnesota lineup. I like that game. I, I think that game is gonna be where I am um, attacking a lot of my hitters from. Jeff Kellogg is behind the plate there. He's a really tight zone. So I I think that umpire is going to help as well as, like, those stacks. And both those pitchers are hot garbage. Let's just be realistic. Like, Kyle Gibson is not good. I know he had one good season. Bailey sucks. Like, this is a spot that I'm just going to load up on the bats. I don't think Kyle Gibson sucks. Do you think Kyle Gibson sucks?
2: I mean, he's, he's an average pitcher. I wouldn't say he sucks, but he's certainly not he a pitcher.
3: Sucks. Roster. <laughs> I, think uh,
2: I think Stevie's on to something here a little bit, though. As you look at all these lineups and whatnot, I was a little bit on Cleveland today, and then you, you look at that roster, not impressed. The other game's got pretty much good pitching across the board. You had a little bit of volatility in uh, and Peralta and Castilla, but still, these guys can be very good. So uh, going to that game in Kansas City, where at least I don't think the Royals will be all about popular, he makes the umpire data, which I didn't get to yet, so that's interesting as well. I don't hate the idea that Gibson's certainly hittable. I wouldn't say he sucks, but he's hittable. Not a big striker guy. And if Kansas City's putting the ball in play, they got a couple of speedsters out there, too. You never would really know. So I don't hate the idea.
1: All right, so, Stevie, uh, Kyle Gibson last year, this is including this year, too, I don't this one start, I suppose, 21.7% K rate, That that's perfectly fine. Uh, Homer on the fly ball rate, 14.8%. That's probably a tick too high. Uh, we're looking at a uh, an ERA of 360. We don't talk about ERA so much, but you know, 360 perfectly fine. 425 Sierra. An X fip a three nine one. That's fine. He's average. He's average. Yeah,
3: he throws a sinker and gets ground balls. He sucks. Like <laughs> I can go right now and develop a sinker and go and do what Kyle Gibson does. <laughs> well, you used to. I mean, this it is like the uh, the former Apple
1: Show. This <laughs> is the former Pepsi. Uh, you know, the best shortstop in all of Canada. Is that still true? Is that ultra these days? I will roll with that. Sounds good. If he's if he's
2: able to go out there and be Kyle Gibson, I can be the best shortstop in Canada.
1: And and Stevie, uh, you were a, a college pitcher at one point is this confirmed
3: no oh you were a pitcher at one point no never played baseball (laughs) i'm glad you're just trolling me
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i i feel like like, uh, i'm getting a flashback were you not like a? I,
3: you were. i was i was was
1: final and you were slugging out some homers were you not
3: yeah i was really good at baseball um a couple like i I tore my rotator cuff three times so injuries kept me Mm -hmm. from being there so
1: yeah and i i was a, a national champion as well just all, I, mean, I think i gotta throw it out there in baseball years ago we got picture uh, sure. coverage not one of those ucf national it was a real well, was i was gonna say
3: ucf like we won it for your real. National cha- yeah your national championships are a little you know skewed you can google
1: it man go it's on the google machine i imagine somewhere uh, stevie was it you and boggs wasn't boggs a finalist as well as far as the homer derby their face draft oh
3: it was yeah. me and tommy g um that were hitting a bunch of home runs boggs boggs was um fandle he was Uh, a different um home run. he won it and i think he got to shake like bo jackson's hand or something like that did you win the fast draft go
1: ahead and take your victory lap if you did
3: no No, i was i was totally gassed Uh, you you gotta pace yourself stevie this is important yeah (laughs) i hit like I, i i beat everybody in the first round i stopped like two minutes with two minutes to go and i was gassed
1: you were talking about umpire data, Stevie. We have a second. It's a five-game slate. Uh, how much does that matter? How much does that factor in for you? For me, you know, I, I think the ex- I'm, I'm into the extreme. So extreme hitter, extreme pitcher. That matters to some degree. It moves the needle, just a nudge. And of course, depends upon what kind of pitcher we're talking about. Like if it's E. Rod, a guy that kind of he needs the corners. I obviously want the the pitcher's umpire. How much do you factor that in uh, when you're rostering your pitchers?
3: Um, it really just depends. Like. I think anybody last night that watched the Toronto-Baltimore game realized, like, how much Bill Miller, like, affects a baseball game. His strike zone is so huge. So, I think there's a few umpires that have a really big zone, and you have to kind of realize which umpires those are. Um, And then there's umpires that have really tight zones that, you know, their walk rates are a little bit higher. They don't strike out as much. The pitch counts go higher. Um, and, and Jeff Kellogg is one of those guys that like his zone is really consistent. It's really small each and every game. So um, I, I think what you were getting onto to as far as like the extremes is important. But just because one's extreme doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, you have to kind of watch and see how they umpire. And I, I don't really expect much to change this year. These guys have been doing it for a while and they're they're pretty consistent um, for the most part outside of joe west
1: joe west is considered neutral but like if you watch his games he doesn't feel neutral right
3: it's just like whatever his he, mood he's happens. all over the, he doesn't even know what a strike is anymore like he is all over the place well, however you feel about robo can we, can we at least at least replace
1: joe west with a robo just M specific specifically are you good no. with that
3: nope
1: oh you're you're robo
3: oh yeah oh yeah
1: why get things right when you can get them wrong
3: yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: Pepsi, jump
2: in here. I'm okay with the robot thing. I've been screwed so many times with so many umpires over the last couple of years. I feel like that I'm perfectly okay with it. Again, at the end of the day, you just want the call right. I love the instant replays. Uh, I don't think it drags down the time and all that too much. At the end of the day, we all want the call right. I mean, and um, I think even the umpires, would to get—they the don't to lose their jaws, but they want to get the call right at the end of the day. Looking for Armando Galarraga. We wish we could go back and change that, I think.
1: Look at you covering for the umpires because I know you're up for your friends up there in Canada because now you know both sides of it. Uh, Jim Joyce, poor Jim Joyce. I'm sure he would like to have had challenges back then for sure. Yeah, but it's, they're asking in the chat, where, where do you get the umpire data? You get it from the uh, the lineup HQ. I'm not sure, Stevie, do you know if it's free or if it's not free? I think you have to be premium for umpire data.
3: I'm pretty sure it's premium. Um, you know, shout out to Derek Cardi, does a great job explaining and talking about umpires. The bat does a good job. Um, really breaking down which umpires. And, you, you know, that's one of the places that I, I look each and every day for umpire data. So, um, you know. Yeah.
1: So uh, we talked about the arms.
3: By the way, we just ignored Charlie Morton. He, he
1: just kind of sort of in the middle. Like Charlie I, Morton. Brought him
2: up. I brought him up. I mentioned that uh, Morton being a little bit more expensive, barely more expensive, certainly on DK, than, than Castillo and Worth paying up for. And I mentioned Morton and Marquez are my two GPP arms outside of Kluber and Cash.
1: One hesitation with Morton, he's kind of an older guy, 34, 35 or so, and he had the best year of his career at 34, I believe it was, last year. Uh, he only threw 85 pitches opening day. I'm not really sure if they're bathing in there in Toronto or Tampa, but just kind of worth noting, I suppose. But uh, still, definitely worth considering. We haven't really talked about the bats so much. Uh, Pepsi, your favorite bat on the slate? Well, somebody we talked about as far as, you know, if you live in the world of a salary cap, uh, somebody you wanted to highlight, Mr. Steal Your Girl, the flirter. Jesse Waker, that's your guy? Yeah, I think that I
2: think in terms of uh, best bang for your buck, sure. I mean, uh, he's cheap, he's leading off, it's a left handed bat versus uh, Peralta, it's a good ballpark. Um, I think that Waker, there's there's a number of guys in that, you know, in his price range as well, but for me, he's the top guy. This is a guy that makes good contact, doesn't strike up much, and I think he can get on base multiple times on that price point. I absolutely love that today. And you know, throw him in there, throw some twins in there, any ace you want or any, you know, two me- mediocre pitchers or moderately priced pitchers, you should say, and you can get the job done today. So that, that's the reason why I don't need to go down to these lower tiers in, the, in these arms, especially in a one-pitcher set like Fando. Go get the ace you prefer, throw in Jesse Winker and a few Twins bats, and you're off to the races here today.
1: What's your thoughts there, Steve? You like Winker? Is he one of your favorite punts? I know you talk about Cave. Depending on where you're shopping, uh, Cave is, uh, what well, he's 8K on fantasy draft, not exactly a bargain. I think he's around four or so in DK. We talked about specifically on Fandle, he's 2K, which he's going to be super, super popular over there. Uh, Winker is Pepsi's guy. You confirmed, you deny. Who else do you like as far as somebody you your building your lineups around?
3: I don't know if you'll need Winker on Fandle with the Minnesota value, but yeah. if you're playing on fantasy draft and DraftKings, kings, like Winker's just too cheap uh, for a leadoff hitter. Peralta did not look goodness first start. I think the Reds are a sneaky stack um, today, so... Winker batting leadoff is fine. Um, you know him, and even Matt Kemp is cheap in the Reds today. He, he's batting third. Um, you know I hate that Joey Vado's kind of like in between those guys because Votto likes to choke up and hit <laughs> ground balls into double plays. But um, yeah, I, Winker's certainly cheap. Um, Shebler's cheap. The, the the whole Cincinnati outfield's really cheap on this slate.
1: Cheese, is going to be on, uh, he's going to be following us. He's going to be on Crunch Time, taking you guys out at the lock with, uh, with Roth. Of course, Roth, you know, if any, if any weather's going down. But I was reading Cheese's article, which, by the way, which is worth the price of a premium alone, and he was talking about Peralta's tendency to walk dudes and how Winker and Votto uh, both can be incredibly patient. Like, this is the most – Votto's going to walk. Like, Votto's going to get himself a walk, and who wants to spend that kind of money on a dude that's going to walk? Uh, to be fair, he's pretty reasonable, 7'2", uh, on fantasy draft. But uh, that's going to happen. And then, like, either Kemp or A.U. Hattie Suarez, one of those guys is going to take for all the deep. We're going to get, like, a two or three-nothing lead in the first inning for Cincinnati. There's your bold prediction. Um, uh, other guys that are that are worth talking about as far as screenshot, as far as guys that impact the slate, uh, or shall we move on? Let's just jump on. Unless you have somebody, Stevie. The, the, yeah.
3: The, one of my favorite hitters on this slate is O'Hearn from um, Kansas City. Like, his batted ball profile here is amazing. Yeah. Um, when we're just looking at Kyle Gibson, like I was talking about how he throws a lot of sinkers. It's a very small sample size, but O'Hearn just absolutely destroyed every sinker that he saw last season. Like almost half of the, his balls in play last season on sinkers were it was over 50% hard hit rate. So like Ryan O'Hearn's the guy that like he could break the slate with like two home, two home runs off of Gibson as far as just looking at like batted ball profile stuff.
1: Uh, Pepsi, you wanted to talk about uh, about Bryce Harper, revenge game. Last night was his first blood revenge game. Uh, of course, he took, uh, I believe it was Hellboy uh, deep, which is not particularly surprising. Tonight, he's got Adam Sanchez, uh Bryce Harper, back in Washington. What are we doing here, Pepsi? Yeah, Harper's
2: another guy that I think is the guy that you want to get some exposure to in GPPs if you're playing the early slate here. You know, he's got the multi-homer upside. He's got the revenge factor. I'm sure he's pumped up for this series. As are I'm sure the Nats here and and Emmanuel Sanchez is more of a reverse splits pitcher, but certainly that's not going to matter much versus Harper. So I like Harper. I Also like Jose Ramirez if you can get them as well. I think that as Stevie P mentioned earlier that Cleveland Indians lineup outside of Jose Ramirez isn't very good, but Jose Ramirez is very good, and I like him in cash as well if you can get there with all the value out there. You could probably get to Ramirez in cash and a Harper and
1: GPPs. Let's go around the horn, boy. This is this is kind of like sort of our favorite cash gameplay. We're gonna have a segment later where we give our tournament plays, you know, kind of the pivots. Uh, but let's we can do this quickly. Let's run through it as fast as possible. Uh, Stevie, your favorite catcher, just from like, like a cash game perspective, just from the guy most likely to put up the most fantasy points, and try to factor in dollar for dollar. If you have a high guy and a low guy, feel free to share it. What do you have? Of course, FanDraft. You don't need a roster ready catchers. Uh, who do you have for you as far as the catcher spot?
3: Um, I love the punt catcher. I think everybody knows that. Anybody that's ever listened to me before. So, like, Molinato is the guy that, like, that I'm looking at. Um, But I like the guy that you were talking about, Astilio or whatever his name is. Um, Astilio. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Against Bailey. Like, if you're paying up, it's obviously Real Muto. But, yeah, I like Molinato. Uh, I like punting catcher. And I think he's going to have guys on in front of him today.
1: Williams Astilio. I like him a good bit. I think I saw a note in spring training. It took him 50 at-bats to either strike out or walk. Which is just awesome. I love that. Uh, Pepsi. What do you have me as far as catcher?
2: Yeah, I'm with Stevie P for the most part. I'll throw Jason Castro in there as well in the same game. He's uh, got some guys on a base in front of him, lefty versus a righty here. Splits his favor pretty cheap. But I'm a big fan of punting catchers. Well, I don't think you need to pay up for Remuzo today uh, with uh, with Sanchez. Now, again reverse Splitsy. But um, you know, I don't mind Remuso if he can get there. But I prefer to spend my salary elsewhere usually. So I'll, I'll throw Castro in the mix first. Pepsi. Down the lineup. Oh, Castro, not even live. Well, there you go. So that doesn't help. So don't throw Castro in the mix there. Stay pristine. It's contrarian, though. You might get a pinch yeah. hit, though. <laughs> uh, Caselli's a guy that I kind of like. has got some pop, too. So I don't I don't mind Caselli if you're looking for uh, more value and a big bad. Uh, first base, Dean. I mean, I know we're talking about the earliest a little bit. I will throw in that that, that afternoon slate. Luke Voigt's a guy that I really like at first base. But strictly on this one, I mean, maybe it's Travis Shaw at first base today. I mean, I don't mind Carlos Santana as well. I think he's a little underrated when it comes to hitting uh, – left-handed pitching so for me it's probably Santana or Shaw certainly Votto's there we talked about it, but Votto more likely to get those two walks and he's not hitting for power so any of those three works just fine I think if you're doing a red stock I want to get Votto in there even if he's just walking might score twice might walk twice but uh Shaw and Santana have that better home and upside for me
3: Stevie uh Ryan O'Hearn I talked about it a minute ago I absolutely love O'Hearn today um the other guy, like if you're looking for a tournament play, I, I think it's like Travis Shaw. Um, and, and no, I am not putting Vito in my Cincinnati stack. <laughs> Keystone position, <laughs> second base. I, I team. Can't do it. <laughs> um, you want know those walks? Yeah, you sh- sure. You know those walks. Um, a second base is kind of kind of like where it drops off today. Like, I, I think you could play a cheap second baseman and and be okay. If you want to kind of pay up, I think Moustakas is the option. Like Castillo is really good, but where he struggles is left-handed power bats. Like that's why like you can potentially stack uh, Milwaukee here. So if you want to pay up, I think Moose is the upside guy. Like Merrifield's a little too expensive. Um, so I think Moose is the guy if you're paying up or just one of these cheap guys, pretty much any of those guys.
1: One of the perks of Russell Merrifield, of course, he's got the uh, you know the speed. Not, not, not just the stick, but he's got the wheels. Worth noting, Kyle Gibson's been very, very good as far as holding on runners. I was taking a peek at it. Uh, uh, The worst Kyle Gibson. How how did you define him? He said he he sucks. He doesn't suck at holding on runners. (laughs) Uh, I think he allowed three stolen bases the last two seasons, give or take. I was checking out his page before the show started. Uh, Pepsi, keystone position, what do you have for me? Brian Dozier gets a bump. He's batting second today. Are you enticed or it's Aaron Nolan like, I don't need to pick on Aaron
2: Nolan. As much as I don't love Nola today, I don't love picking on dozier. I like Moustakas as well. I'm right there with Stevie P. I think that you can get to Castillo with these left-handed power bats in that ballpark, which is why I'm disappointed a little bit that is not in there. He'd have been a nice play, but I do like Moustakas. Merrifield, again, you could pay up for him. Jonathan Scope on FanDuel. Mouthwash! We talked about (laughs) <laughs> Mouthwash. we talked about how cheap these twins bats are and again there's so many this is why you want to play winker over there as well because you can only get four twins in your lineup and there's so many of them they want to get to the chief but if, if you can't pay up, but johnson scope is way too cheap
1: over there so pepsi you're 0 for 2 now guess who's
2: not playing today oh uh, see 10 30 shows Kilman scrambling to get my work in i'm doing all the research and i haven't had a chance to go every single lineup so uh what Pep- more you're out you're off the show you're you're, you're gonna be out of here Yeah, that's frustrating here. I'm looking. We were all excited about seeing Jake Cave and looking at the lineup. I never went through it thoroughly, so uh, never mind scope. Go with Jake Cave instead, who's not a second baseman.
1: Yeah, you know, Pepsi, uh, here at RotoGrinners.com, we have lineups pages. As I said, (laughs) let's not forget, I went to bed last night late, and I'm at
2: 11 a.m. show to wake up to a 10.30 start, so I've been scrambling a little bit this morning here.
1: Uh, I'm going to give my tournament pivots here now. I suppose Derek Dietrich uh, really really bad against the lefties, but he he cracked the lineup there against the ready and Peralta. Uh, nice ballpark as well too. Uh, don't mind him for a potential dong and uh, Brandon Lau. Brandon Lau is another guy that's got some pop. I don't really want to pick on Airman or, Mar- or Marquez so much, but don't hate him for a tournament. Uh, you do have Larry Garcia leading off, but of course he's facing the Klubot. That's not exactly an appealing spot. Pepsi, redeem yourself. Who do you like at shortstop? Shortstop. Why not begin to
3: talk about my third baseman, Dean? Although we we haven't
1: jumped, oh. I, I went to short, and then and then you'll go shortstop, then we'll go third. I didn't. I'm I, just I kidding. Didn't.
3: I'm just messing with you.
1: <laughs> I thought I goofed up for a second.
2: Yeah, I no, thought everybody. you did too, actually. I thought we we're going to see some rattled sevens in the chat here, but uh, I get maybe Dean's got control. But uh, shortstop's tough. I'm not really in love with anybody's shortstop today, to be honest with you. I mean, I think Jean Segura is probably the most reasonably priced guy. And again, with Sanchez having those reverse splits, he's sitting in the two hole. I, I like Segura a little bit there today. And obviously, Modesty is the guy that you can also pay up for at any point. Um, but as you mentioned, Kyle gives some pretty good hole runners on. But still, I think that Merrifield and Modesty could both have multi hit games versus Gibson, who apparently sucks.
1: Stevie shortstop and then jump over to third
3: yeah shortstop is loaded today shortstop's a position you kind of want to pay up for yeah Kyle Gibson is good at holding on runners but even if you look at like premium reports like the advantage still goes to a guy like Mondesi if he's going to run here so Mondesi is just quick he's very good at reading a pitcher so I think Mondesi is your top option but I like Polanco too like if we're looking at that game, like we were talking about, like Polanco here in this spot, I think is he's off to a really strong start to the season. He's been hitting the ball really well. So, Polanco and Mondesi, I think shortstop's the spot you pay up for, or you just absolutely go down um, and pay for one of those cheap guys. But I like the expensive guys. And then uh, you said third base. Finally, gosh, Dean. Um, <laughs> I, I like Suarez a lot here. You know, you mentioned Dietrich and Dietrich's a really solid option here today for sure. But when we look at like Freddie Peralta just from the outside looking in, he's a two pitch pony. Like he, he throws two pitches against righties. He throws fastballs and curveballs. So when you're throwing fastballs seventy five plus percent of the time, you just you just play good hitters and Suarez is just a good hitter. So he's a guy that I like here. Um And obviously, Jose Ramirez. Like, those two guys, if you're paying up, are are the two guys. If you want to pay down, I think Dietrich's another guy you could look at at third base as well.
2: Hot quarter, Pepsi? Yeah, basically, Stevie P said it all there. I mean, Travis Shaw, we can throw in there. Again, it's the lefties versus Castillo. I don't mind them. I think Jose Ramirez is the guy you pay up for. Uh, If you're not going that right, I think uh, Shaw's in there, and then uh, there's multiple options there in the mid-tier. Pepsi, knock out the outfield. Yeah, it's twins, man. Kepler, Rosario, uh, Winker, Shebler. Th- those are your cheapy guys that you want to get in there across the industry here. That- that's the way we you make it work today. Um, Matt Kemp, as, uh, as Stevie mentioned, is also in there as well. Uh, Nelson Cruz. Actually, Cruz didn't make the lineup. See, now I'm on top of things. Cruz did not make the lineup. <laughs> I don't know, Cruz is in there. That's strange. Okay, he's batting third, I've seen. Uh. Him. So Cruz, another twin that's uh, got some home run upside there. I like the twins today. They're-, they're just awful cheap. And, of course, we're paying up. Bryce Harper is that one guy in GPPs that I have to get exposure to. All right, Stevie, what do you like in the outfield?
3: Yeah, the twins. Um, <laughs> you know, Kepler Kepler, and uh, Cave, obviously. Um, Rosario, like all, all three of those guys are very much in play here for me. Um, outside of those guys, you know, we talked about Winker being cheap. I think he's certainly in play. Jelic is probably the best play on the entire slate. Like, he's just off to an incredible start. Um you know, obviously, like, Harper. Um, yeah, like, if you're wanting to pay up, I think it's Harper, Yelich, Cruz. If you're wanting to pay down. I think you just look at all those Minnesota bats. Um, one of these days, like, the Rockies are going to break out of their whatever funk they're in and, like, Blackman it's and Doll and those It's going to happen
1: when they're in cores, though, right? I think.
3: Like, yeah, probably. But I'm just saying, like, Blackman and Doll and those guys are really good hitters. And eventually, they're going to get it going. I, I don't really say,
2: want to pick up Morton. Yeah, I don't want to pick up Morton. Like, I got to say, I really don't like the early show here because I like to see the lineup slowly come out and have the time to kind of look at everything. And, and I'm really frustrated with uh, with, these, uh, <laughs> with these early slates here trying to figure out what's in the lineup here because I'm missing guys here, and I'm not looking good here, Dean and Stevie. So I apologize for those guys in the, uh, that are missing the lineup here. But I like to take my time with lineups. And man, it was a rush this morning.
1: Yeah, uh, but I do want to mention, we're going to do our screen share in just a second. Uh, premium, uh, we're going to just we're just going to give you guys a taste as far as the premium. Uh, lineup HQ, Cheese's Million Dollar Musings. That's not just a cute name. Cheese banked a million dollars two times, I believe both times with just a single dart, if I'm not mistaken, in big-time tournaments. Uh, our expert rankings, which is our CVRs, which, you know, the time change as far as the show means I do not put mine up in time, but I'll post it before, uh, before uh, you know, the lock. And, of course, I'll do that right after the show. Uh crunch time with Roth, uh, his weather. You get to cheese today as far as answering all your questions at chat I wipe the lock. Uh ownership percentage, the premium podcast, which is like four or five days a week. Three, uh, that's cheese. That's Andy, that's Nate, that's Sammy. Uh yeah, the expert survey, ownership percentage, yada yada, yada. Uh by the way, I do want to mention if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Jump over, over here to rotoriders.com. And if you're asking questions in YouTube, our fabulous producer, Devin D train, he's compiling those questions. We're going to do our best to answer as many as possible later on in the show, as well as the questions here in our rotor runners chat for our RG members. All right, uh, it is time for our premium share. And again, we we did this the other day as far as play IQ and myself and, uh, well, Stevie referenced it earlier in the show, just kind of talking about, um, you know, play IQ just shows you the exact lineup uh, against the pitcher, and it shows you what the the strengths of the lineup happen to be, the weakness of the lineup happen to be. And if we pull up this Cleveland lineup, uh, it is bad. It's pretty dreadful. Uh, and it's, it, it's dummy proof Pepsi. Like green is good. Red is bad. The more red, like the redder it is, the worse it is. The greener it is, the better it is. And if you take a look at this lineup, as far as a K perspective, K's are King when you're rostering pitchers. And I don't know why I'm picking Carlos Rodeau, but just kind of worth noting here, you know, the back of this lineup Allen strikes out 28%. That's red Perez, 29% more off 30%. Not a huge sample as far as the plate appearances but that the last two seasons uh, and then, of course, you get the pitcher profile as well. As far as their general perspective, you can kind of scroll down and get the splits: left versus lefties versus righties. Uh, you know, ground ball percentage, fly ball percentage, K percentage, walk percentage, hard hits, soft hits, medium hits. You get heat maps, uh, and this is for every single game. You can kind of jump around. That's the that's the Chicago-Cleveland game. We can go ahead and jump and see. Well, uh, what, well, which game do we want to see, Pepsi? Throw throw out the a pitcher that's interesting today.
2: Let's look at the, uh, the Tampa Bay-Colorado game where
1: you got two very good pitchers. All right. And it's interesting. We see a lot of green as far as the ISO on the Tampa Bay side, which is, I guess, somewhat concerning, but not so much because it's Aramon Marquez and the ballpark's pretty, you know, conducive to uh, subduing those homers. And Marquez's not a fly ball guy necessarily. Uh, but look at those K percentages. Look at all that red. It's popping all over the place. Mike Zdino, of course, you know, he's got plenty of pop and he strikes up 36% of the time. Willie Adamas, young prospect, but also he's not a complete project. Striking out 27% of the time collectively, 25.4% of the time Tampa strikes out uh, the last two years against Brighty Stevie. Ermon Marquez, he's popping, is he not?
3: Yeah, he's a really good pitcher too. Like it just doesn't like, it doesn't hurt. Um, so the only thing that hurts him today is Joe West is behind the plate, but you know, um, Joe West is, is not going to be the determining factor. Um, Dean, if you want to really quickly like switch over to Milwaukee at Cincinnati, we can, um, look at Freddie Peralta and like, this is something that you can do with just about anybody when you're, when you're wanting to do a deep dive on somebody, you look at their pitch types. If you, if you if were scrolling down here and we're looking at pitch type comparison, we see that like Peralta is really just throwing two pitches and you can look at, he's throwing 90, 90 miles an hour. So we scroll down to fastballs, 90 to 92. We compare and we look at who's good at that range. And then we're looking at, like, who's hitting curveballs. Like, you want to switch it to right-handed bats. You want to look at curveballs. You see that, like, since he hits curveballs well and they hit that fastball range well, you could do this with everybody and you could really get a nice batted ball profile on just about any pitcher or any hitter that you really want to. So, like, plate IQ premium or just plate IQ in general – like, there, there's so much to be learned just from playing on Played IQ for two or three hours a day. There you go.
1: Thank you, Stevie, for taking the reins there. And, you know, I, I, I don't really dig in that much as far as, like, verse fastballs versus curveballs, and that's something that's kind of sort of interesting. And not just verse fastballs, but you can do the verse fastballs, 88 the 90 per hour, 99 miles per hour, or 90, uh, 90, 90, miles per hour, 90 to 92, 92 to 94, 94 to 96, and then anything higher than 96. You can break it down that much. It's really, really specific. Have at it. Have, and I think most of this stuff is free. I'm fairly certain. Uh, don't quote me on it. Uh, but some of the premium is, some of the premium isn't. The premium reports, I believe, are not free. Which uh, again, yeah, that's
3: premium a- premium reports like dashboards free. Um, the premium reports and the premium um, leaderboards, the ratings and stuff like that are are pretty. I'm pretty sure they're all premium. Um, like if you're looking at premium reports, I think one of the most important parts, like premium reports, if, if we do have a second here, still like you can go over to Kansas city, you can look at, um, premium reports and you can go to, um, I think it is context report and you can kind of see like who you're looking at for like the stolen base upside. So if you scroll down to like Mondesi, you see like how big his takeoff rating is, his success rating and this and uh, his in his threat to run if he gets on base, even though Kyle Gibson's really good at holding people on, like Mondesi, like we talked about early in the show, is so good at getting a, a big break. Like he he becomes a guy that has a lot of stolen base, um, you know, threat, and and you can see this kind of stuff on premium reports, and you can kind of like find your cheap value plays that maybe nobody's on by using like IQ and really looking at matchup factors and context support.
1: But I clicked on a premium premium leaderboards and, you know, it, it talks about the threat for stealing bases and uh, John Lester, we know is not particularly good at holding on runners. So that's why, of course, this is not this late, but just kind of worth noting going forward. It's just good information. And here in Ciarte, Ozzy Albies and Carlos Vidal another guy. Doesn't hold on runners particularly well. So Leonis Martinez jumping uh, as far as the stolen baits threats that's it that's our screen share hope you all enjoyed it we're gonna give you like a taste every single day something different today happened we played iq and already we'll do our uh maybe our rankings uh you know, i know you did uh, the lineup hq as far as your salary relief players i think you were doing it while you might have been on the show i imagine you plugged in jk for FanDuel. yeah
3: had, yeah. To, had to update uh jk <laughs> over there for FanDuel as we were getting started here for sure
1: all right, 17 minutes before you step aside and get out of here. Pivot, stacks, dongs. Then we're going to turn over the chat. We're going to answer all your questions. Uh, we talked about all the, all our guys we're kind of focusing on. Uh, Pepsi, give me a pivot. Give me somebody that we haven't talked about just yet, but it might be worth a pivot in tournaments.
2: I think we've already kind of talked about everybody. Um, you know, maybe maybe uh, maybe Philadelphia flies under the radar a little bit just because everybody's talking Cincy. We're talking the Kansas City-Minnesota game because they're cheap. Um, Milwaukee and playing that ballpark, so perhaps uh, perhaps uh, Philly is the, is the play today versus uh, a decent pitcher in Sanchez.
1: Perhaps, uh, uh, Steve, what do you have to as far as pivots, uh, outside of the guys you've talked about so far?
3: Nah, really, like, pretty much talked about my pivots. Like, O'Hearn is a guy that I expect to be really um, low-owned on this on a smaller slate, and um, I think he's like my favorite pivot on the slate. I don't think a lot of people are going to play Ryan O'Hearn. I'm trying to See, I was trying to see what his projected ownership was, and that's not projected ownership's not out yet. So, um, like O'Hearn's probably my favorite as far as just like I, I think he hits a home run today.
1: Favorite stack, Steve? Give, give me somebody off the board as far as stacks as well, too. And I go again, if people are paying attention, obviously, I know they like Minnesota, but feel free to reiterate and maybe a stack off the board as well.
3: Is Philly off the board? Like, is that like a sneaky stack? Is are people going to be stacking Philly today because like I, I think they're really really interesting as far as just full-on stack here you know we talked about Bryce Harper but like Animal Sanchez was really good last season like he had a really high ground ball rate he threw like 18 pitches um so like I I think he's okay um but like this lineup's really good they have Harper they have Hoskins Romuto kind of is there Herrera is really cheap McCutcheon's off to a really strong start he doesn't like strike out a lot like there's a lot of contact and yeah like this lineup's just really really solid so i'm gonna be stacking philly a lot this season Pepsi,
2: i just told you basically philly was my uh my off the board gpp pivot <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean that stevie alluded to it as well i mean since yeah. you know, he's cheap minnesota's cheap they're gonna be popular i think Philly's the one team that could go off that you know a little more difficult to stack and I guess Stevie also on Kansas City a little bit there as you mentioned he liked that game in general.
1: Let me ask you this: uh, it's a slate, uh, five game slate, a lot of good pitchers on here. Uh, how much do we have to stack? Like you no. can win, you can win tournaments without stacking. Obviously, maybe pick yeah. two guys here, two guys there, and you know, I don't know if I have to stack per se. Well, what's your thoughts on that, Pepsi?
2: Yeah, I think on a five-game slate, any of these smaller slates, I, I don't have to stack either. Two, three, twos, you know, you know, things like that are, are ways you could do it because, uh, you know, I, I want to worry about the pitching first. And it's generally not a slate like the, today with all this good pitching. We don't really see one team going off. Yeah, the Twins are cheap, but I'm not necessarily in love with them that I they think they're going to score 10-plus runs. It's just about value, same with the Reds here too. I don't love to pick on Peralta, but some of these bats, like the entire outfield, is really cheap. So I'm perfectly fine i um, just kind of picking up value bats and, and getting a mixture of Martin Marquez and Kluber today.
1: Steve, do you have a thought on that? Like you, do you always stack? You depend, is it slate dependent? What's your, what's your, uh, your thought as far as this slate specifically?
3: Yeah. So I make like three to five lineups for baseball um, for the most part, play three entry max, five entry max, single entry stuff. And, like, it, it's just going to depend uh, on the slate. I do like stacking on this slate. I, I think that it's the first time we're, or outside of opening day, it's the first time we're getting day games. It's going to be a little bit warmer. The ball might be traveling a little bit more. I think we could see some teams put up a lot of runs. And like, the other thing about like stacking on the slate is we have like, we have what, ten ten 10 options at pitcher. And I would say at least half of them are, are in good spots. So like, you know that that eliminates a lot of the offenses unless you're stacking against uh, good pitchers
1: all right got about 10 uh, 12 minutes before uh, before you step aside and make way for crunch time uh gonna yield to the chat as far as questions in a second i see i'm literally loading up now uh load up your questions before you do that let's uh give out our dong stevie give me three dudes that are gonna go yard today at three different price points uh i, I feel like O'Herns is a lock to make it to this conversation <laughs> be a theme and
2: you i'm calling cave and with, with your O'Hearn, i'm giving let's cave. just
1: pick his homers
2: for him
3: why not <laughs> 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 are those two are those two on the board means i'm really transparent right like um it means that. like you know we're getting we're getting my guys yeah um you know my cheap guy is obviously jake cave i think he's a guy that has really he's just a power bat he's either going to strike out a few times or hit a home run o'hearn um towards the top and I was just thinking about like a mid range guy. Um, Is Moustakis mid range? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll take them. I'll take the tacos. All right.
2: Pepsi, see him and raise him. Yeah, top tier, Bryce Harper, mid tier, Carlos Santana. And for value, I was debating on Winker versus Schebler, so I'll just mention them both. Well,
1: that's a great move. Like that, you get four, you get four darts. <laughs> <laughs> Shevler's got more home on upside. I guess I'm talking dongs. Shevler, it's a three and homer in the first inning. There you go. Market town. Um, Who else do I like? Oh, I, I think Dietrich's pretty interesting too. I guess I like Cincinnati. Uh, I, I think they got some, uh, so they're going to bang out a couple off Peralta. How about that? There's a, there, there's my, my, uh, my dongs for y'all. All right. Well, let's yield to the chat. Let, let's see uh, what what's on their mind, what, what they want to talk about. Bunch of questions loaded up. Got to scroll up there. Yeah, I think I'm going to close the screen share up Devin too early. I'm not really sure. I apologize, if I did. Hopefully, I didn't derail the things too much. Uh, well, this question's got to be for for Stevie. O'Hearn or Vado DK tournaments? I feel like I know where you're going.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's O'Hearn. Um, I like Joey Votto as a baseball player, and I, I respect what he tries to do as a baseball player. But for fantasy, like, I hardly ever play Votto. He has those multi-home run games every once in a while, but – Votto hardly ever beats you throughout the season, even on a five-game slate. Like, Votto's just not going to make my builds just because he's a really good hitter in, in real life. He gets two strikes on him. He chokes up. He tries to put the ball in play. That's terrible for DFS. We want our first basemen to be out there trying to hit a home run when it's a full count, when it's two strikes and no balls. Like, we want our power bats. And, you know, it's always going to be pretty much anybody instead of Votto for me at first base when we're taking up that spot.
1: Yeah, Votto cares more about his real life baseball team than your than your fantasy
0: team. <laughs> he does.
3: He does. He's selfish. It's, He's selfish. It's perfectly it's perfectly okay, right? Like, you know. But we have to understand that when we're when we're talking DFS, like the guy is a really really good real life hitter, and he he gives two shits about how many fantasy puts he points up.
1: All right, pick one of these three: Pepsi, Schebler, Kemp, or Gamble. Uh Shabler uh radon or or gibson i'm gonna ask this to pepsi because i already know what stevie's answer gonna be uh gibson or radon oh, it's it's radon uh stevie clubot or mark uh marquez gpp marquez uh let's see okay so uh, have you tried to build lineups on, on fba's draft or on dk they're asking basically in strategy as far as building lineups uh you know stevie uh kluber and marquez or nola or uh, are we paying down to fit in some backs like that how much are you sacrificing to go with double you know, premium arms?
3: I just updated for just updated this on the expert survey as well. Um, I'm going to use Radone as my SP two on DraftKings today uh, to fit in some bats, use some of the cheap guys. Um, you can fit in like a Marquez, a Kluber, a Nola and a Radone and still have plenty of bats. So with that Cleveland lineup being as bad as it is really only worrying about two people. I, I like Radone a lot. Um, as your sp2 on fantasy draft and draft games uh what's your thoughts there pepsi
2: yeah i don't mind that strategy actually i was tinkering this morning here with uh, marquez and morton and still having almost 4k per bat so you can do that as well but looking at that Cleveland cleveland's lineup as we've done since we've been on the air here uh, it is And again really santana ramirez only two bats you're concerned with so i'm on board with that too it's 7k you can certainly upgrade some bats i don't mind rodon is an sp2 as well
1: all right. Uh, they're asking about weather in Cleveland. I, I, Ross' article, I assume, is out. He does update it. And, of course, he'll give you the most up-to-date, up-to-date update on Crunch Time Live. I wanted to show uh, Ross' weather tool off, too. I, I just got to give you guys a taste of what that is. That's pretty impressive. It, you know, it tells you basically like uh, conditions, uh, What the the you know in the, based upon a certain amount of times that happens in the past. Uh, if it we're more likely to see homers, we're less likely to see homers. But, you know, as far as runs, the percentage more or less, it's really, really interesting. He talks about it. Uh and he like Roth is not somebody who's a baseball savant, but he'll give his overs and unders and uh he'll tell you who he likes based upon the weather. And I know he keeps track of that in the sharpset app, and I believe he's uh, you know, he's well ahead of the field on that one. And he talked about the Yankees yesterday. It was like a three one game. He liked the under in that game. So there you go. Victory lap for Roth. Uh Hunter Dozier Fanduel gpp Stevie.
3: Hunter Dozier? Yeah. Is a kansas
1: city game? he's playing buzz. he's an outfielder for the royal yeah. he's he's got a he's got a much more intimidating name than he does as far as an intimidating name. here
3: here i'll give you an idea i'll give you an idea i i love that game and i'm stacking a few different ways and that guy is not even remotely even on my radar <laughs> but so he's, hitting, he's he's hitting two home runs
1: are you going to employ the nine one two one one of these days for kansas city when they face like a john lester or something like that how much fun yes. is that oh be? yes
3: oh yes like without a doubt um not thinking twice about it like anytime we get a guy that we can run on like oh yeah kansas city is going to steal so many bases this season
1: yeah uh you you talked about uh, the adamartamata so he had a it was kind of a little league inside the parker but he had a i guess there was no errors when he into the park home run last night showing off the wheels uh pepsi who's going to be facing the phillies in the world series pepsi not your blue jays uh, I think, you
2: know what, until the injuries were happening, I was thinking it looked like the Yankees were making the right. Houston's still going to be tough to beat. they got all that young, young pitching down there, too, coming up. So I think their pitching is gross, or their, their hitting is gross, too. But uh, I'll, I'll say the Yankees, just to be a little different, because I think Houston's a big favorite. I don't think the Phillies get there. But it'd be interesting to see Phillies and the Yankees. I hate the Yankees, but they've done a lot of good things they are pretty loaded, but uh, I still think Houston's a team to beat. There.
1: Stevie's going to say the Red
3: Sox. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know we are the defending champs. Uh, yeah. Oh, we're also rocking a oh, real, head. real, real defending champs Dean.
2: I, I love the Red Sox. Let me just say this: I tend to cheer for the Red Sox for some reason when the Jays are out. I don't know why East, at least rival. And I hate the Yankees, but I just think the Yankees have passed the Red Sox. And I still think Houston's a team to beat there. So hey, you won the World Series. You got nothing to complain about, Stevie. :'re yeah, selling- our,
3: our our arms are, are the biggest key. Like for the Red Sox this season, the pitchers don't look that great.
1: Is Chris Sale throwing the ball underhand these days? What's going on with Chris Sale?
3: <laughs> he um, like his velocity's been down at the start of the seasons for years now. And yeah. like last night, he just threw a bunch of junk, and it worked. He didn't strike anybody out, but like he had a really good outing. He just didn't k anybody.
1: Who cares less about your fantasy team, uh, Joey Votto or Chris Sale?
3: Sale. It's been known for years that he'll, like, take his velocity down and, like, throw a bunch of junk and just pitch to contact. He did that with Chicago for a while.
2: Yeah, for a full season he did that. There. But he's also a little behind, too, right? We understand, too. He didn't get all the innings that a lot of pitches did, so
1: he's got to be smart early on here. I got a twofer for you, Pepsi. This is for FanDuel Cash. Uh, Dietrich and Maldonado versus Hanley and Shebler.
2: Hanley and Schebler.
1: Yeah. I like two of those. Well, yeah. All right. Uh, let's, Okay, oh, here's another two for your Pepsi. As far as pitchers, which pairing do you prefer better? Uh, Morton and Peralta or Gibson? Oh boy. Gibson and Kluber.
2: Boy, there's combinations out there that are better than that. Um, I guess it's Morton Peralta. I can't get on board with Gibson at all. There's just no upside here.
1: I'm not on Peralta today. I, I see it. Like, the upside's there. definitely it's wouldn't play. Okay it back. Upside there.
2: I don't know. I mean, either, I, I'm not playing either Peralta or Gibson at that house. We talked about going down to Rodon, and you can go to any ace you want or going with the Morton Marquez combination. So that's what I would suggest.
3: You have a thought next, Stevie? Gibson stinks. Peralta's a two pitch pony.
1: Well, they're on different sides. You're saying start over, basically. You don't like either yes. side.
3: Yeah. Like, did you not listen to the show? Did you not watch the show? <laughs> I've been here the whole time.
2: Uh, i'm just saying like
3: uh, if you have two combos to have two pitchers that i don't like like restart cash games hoskins or vado stevie <laughs> um hoskins uh, again like i like vado he's safer probably but I-, I want the upside if i'm gonna pay up for one of those bats it's gonna be hoskins
2: it- it's cash games so aren't we gonna be safe in cash games
3: nope <laughs> <laughs>
2: like
1: Votto's gonna get you more than zero but he's not gonna get you more than like dead
2: well, yeah. you don't, you don't, you don't assume he will. He could hit him yeah I, know. I think Votto's the better cast gameplay, a little cheaper too.
1: Uh, Pepsi, Real Muto and Segura versus Maldonado and Mondesi. Real Muto and Segura. You have a thought on that, Stevie? Didn't even hear it. Real Muto and Segura versus Maldonado and Mondesi.
3: Um... Man, I look pun punting catcher, but I think the other one's the better play.
1: This is a good question. Can you play Armand Marquez and Charlie Morton? Uh, I say you can. I, I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. You, I guess you can make the argument that you're hurting your upside as far as getting two Ws, but the W is not that important. And I could absolutely see this game being 1-0 in the seventh inning. Uh, six and a half as far as the total. Uh, I know Colorado is a scary team. That's scary laundry, but a lot of that's scary. And Coors, a lot of it's particularly weak, especially with Murphy being out. Uh, once you get past you know, Blackman and Arenado and Story, it's it's not particularly frightening for me, and I think Morton's pretty solid. So I'm okay with that. Pep, so are you okay with Morton and Marquez in the same lineup?
2: That's what I suggested on DK. That's my number one go-to for uh, for GPPs here. Again, you're almost at 4K per bat, even with Marquez and Martin Morton in there. So that's my number one. Again, you can go down to Rodon. I, I don't mind it, and uh, you get upgrades as well, and I'll probably do that as well. But I, I love the Marquez-Morton combination.
1: You're okay with that, Stevie?
3: Yeah, no issues whatsoever if you're doing it on DraftKings. Four points for the win matter, um, but I I, th- I think that on this slate, I think you can play both those guys, no problem.
1: Yeah, they're talking in the chat about Joe West being behind the plate there, and, like, technically he's neutral, but he's just – He is off.
3: neutral because one inning he calls a lot of strikes, and the next yeah. inning he calls uh, – he's just neutral because he's so inconsistent.
1: He's just back there singing his country songs. You know he has a country album?
2: awful he's uh he's inconsistent from batter to batter not even inning to inning if if the catcher and him are joking and laughing the catcher's getting the calls but batter says a word to him next you know
1: everything's a strike that's just who joe west is so he's the worst uh Uh, one more before we step aside and get out of here pepsi polanco or segura
2: uh segura for me
1: i'll tell you if you're going to listen to somebody sing you're going to listen to cheese sing cheese is good much better singer than joe west uh he's not going to be singing in crunch time but he will be up next with Roth, Roth will let you know what's going down as far as the weather. Uh, that starts in about 15 minutes or so, or so as far as uh, if you guys are pre-members, it's worth noting that the crunch time, if you guys have not noticed, you're getting an extra 15 minutes. They're 45 minutes now. Again, they take you all the way to lock. They usually go beyond lock, too, if there's more questions, if uh, things have not locked up, locked lock just yet as far as, uh, you know, like uh, DK with late swap and things like that. All right, uh, Stevie, give me a final thought as far as the slate. <coughs> oh, <coughs> choke <laughs> bad timing for me
3: stevie's choking <laughs> um <laughs> with a close drone stack the royals i think that's the i think that's the team that's going to have a big day today and you know we don't really necessarily always stack the royals but the royals are my stack carlos Rodones, my cheap pitcher and marquez is the guy that's going to bring it home
2: pepsi final thought yeah i think kluber's your safe guy in cash love marquez and morton and gpp's i think on you know draft kings fantasy draft as we talked about marquez and Morton's a nice combination uh, twins and Reds are going to be popular, but they're cheap. That's how you get it done. And if Stevie's on the Royals, I think the Phillies are a little more difficult because they're expensive, Are the GPP stack that breaks the slate.
1: Had a good time, fellas. He's Stevie. He's Pepsi. Hopefully I'm guessing right. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. Enjoy your baseball. We're out of here. Out. Oh!